You're listening to a Sin Media podcast, where young people run the show. Good morning. Hello, my name is Edward Goldsmith, and we don't have uh, Gus McDonough this evening. This is usually Breaking Bread with Gus and Ed, but uh, we've got a special guest in today, um, Lachlan Hewson. Hello, hello. Hello. Now, um, Lockie, you're here to uh, – Gus, unfortunately, isn't here this week. He's feeling a bit under the weather. Um, but you're here to audition for the role of Gus McDonough. Is that correct? That is very correct, and I'm very excited. Thank you so much for the opportunity. That's okay. I think we're just having a quick little problem with your mic there. Is that one working at all? Uh, it seems to be on. Mm, let's turn all of them on and see how that goes. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Can you hear you? No, I can't hear me. Oh, I can hear you. Wait, try now. Uh, nope, still can't hear myself. There we go. Well, let's let's try this one more time. So now, Lachlan, you are applying for the role of Gus McDonough. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, I think that mic's broken. That mic's broken. How about I jump across? Oh, there we go. Oh, Which one are you? Keep talking. I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking. There I'm talking, we I'm go. Talking, I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking. There we're we go. We got good. there. We got there eventually. So. Okay, this has been a mess of a show. See, Gus leaves for one week, and <laughs> Gus leaves for one week, and it's all falling apart. Well, what's happening today is, um, is Gus Gus has decided to bail on us, mm-hmm. and since since you're now part of the show, Lockie, Great. he has bailed on you as well. He's left you. Well, it's a very strong feeling of abandonment to start the show. So, mm. but to because of that. We need to uh, work together and see how we can overcome. And so we're going to uh, work on this and you're going to audition for the role of Gus McDonough. Okay. We're going to see how it goes because you do have some tiny shoes to fill. Um, it's very true. It's going to be uncomfortable shoes for me. We'll, we'll see what happens. So just after this, we're going to do a little bit of a um, get to know you a little bit, see why you wanted to apply for the role of Gus McDonough um, because we can't change the song title, so we're going to have to change, legally change your name. Oh, yeah. I wasn't. It's okay, we'll talk about it. Should have read the contract. It's fine, it's fine. It's on me. It's okay. And then we're going to do a bit of a role-playing exercise, Mm -hmm. uh, and then then we'll just do some casual stuff that Gus and I usually do anyway, uh, and just see just see how you play along with that. Does that sound okay? Look, uh, I'm in. I'm in it now. So let's let's do it. Okay. Well, to kick off our week, it's this is Breaking Bread with Gus and Ed on C ninety point seven. This is Girls on TV by Laura Jean. Due to some confusing, boring legal stuff, Sin can't podcast any of the knee-slapping tracks that are played on air. To dance along with us in the studio, you'll need to listen live. Tune your radio dial to 90.7 or stream it online at sin.org.au. What you just heard was Girls on TV by Laura Jean. And as always, this is Breaking Bread with Gus and Ed. Sorry about the small technical difficulty before, but we do have a guest on the show this week. So Gus has decided to leave me and abandon me and try and make me do this show by myself. So instead, I brought in a friend. Um, So if you could please introduce yourself. Hi, uh, I'm Lockie Hewson. Very excited to be here. Um, You know, any opportunity to get my voice and my story out there, you know? Fantastic. So what uh, what we are trying to do today um, is just in case of the event that that Gus is actually gone forever, um, we are open auditions for his role. And when I say um, we are, I mean Mm. I am. So I'm openly auditioning for Gus's role um, as I'm seeking to replace him pretty much immediately. So how did you, uh, how did you find out about the audition? Well, uh, my agent sent it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got them, you know, looking for any, any opportunity. They said it, it's going to pay really well and um, it's going to be oh. broadcast, uh, you know, across, across the world and um, it, it'll lead to lots of great experiences and, uh, and invitations to, to, you know, 
exclusive events. Yeah, definitely um, definitely pays well. That's definitely something I put in there. Um, now, tell us a little bit about yourself mm. and, and your experience as a whole. Well, um, well my name's Lockie. Uh, I'm a, a, a trained actor. I went to the VCA, mm-hmm. uh, Victorian College the arts mm-hmm. uh, uh, for three years. I did a Bachelor of Fine Arts Brackets Musical Theatre. Uh, so, you know, I can sing, act and dance. The tri- oh, the old triple, triple threat. threat. Yeah, oh, okay, well, you, you said it yourself, so yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like, it was It was a really fun course, taught me a lot of things uh, and I, I reckon I'm a uh, very overqualified for the role. Oh, okay. Well, good to hear. I like that kind of level of enthusiasm, and um, and you need confidence in radio. So that's certainly uh, certainly that in bundles. Now, why did you think you would be good for the role of Gus McDonough? I just feel like I can bring some much needed height to the team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's a spatial deficit in in the room mm. that I feel like I'm really filling, and you feel like you can command that presence that yeah. he, that he so uh, blatantly avoids. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like he avoids it. I'm sure he tries his best, but there's only so much you can do from five foot tall. Okay, okay. Well, this is a radio show, so um, no one knows that Gus is tiny. But yes, that is that is the case. So, can fit height. Okay. Now, what kind of things does your background bring to the role of Gus McDonough? Well, I feel like, uh, despite me having a few years on him, um, uh, we have uh, similar upbringings. You know, both born in Melbourne, both, uh, you know, went to school, both had parents. Yeah, yeah, they are. That you do share quite a bit in common when you when you put it that way. I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, if you have things like that with someone, you can just get to the heart of, of who they are as a character. So I feel like I've got all the tools required to, okay, to do okay. this. Good to know. Tools required. Yeah. Um, do you think you would play Gus in a certain way, as in would you pigeonhole him into the small, tiny, angry man with a short temper, or do you think you would go for a more tortured artist, tortured soul vibe? Um, you know, why not both? Why not encompass the whole range of emotions? I mean, the the the, the more of a Van Gogh type, yeah. The, the yeah. small man syndrome that he obviously displays is is um, is just one aspect of the Gus as a whole that I'm sure we've got to know uh, through the radio show in the past. But uh, I believe I can take him into some interesting new directions. Okay, and um, do you mind for the rest of the rest hmm. of this? I can I just call you Better Gus. Go for it. Okay, fantastic. Um, Better Gus, um, run us through a few exercises you might do to prepare for the role. Yes, of course. Well, I think um, an important one for this is having a mantra. So Mm -hmm. uh, whenever whenever I'm about to do a role, for example, let's go with Gus, uh, I'd have a mantra in my head of, of something that I feel captures the essence of the character. So I'll go through it now. I'm five feet tall. I'm five feet tall. I have a great moustache. I'm five feet tall. Okay. I'm ready. Ready to go. Okay. So you, do you have a, a, uh, a Gus voice, for instance, or is it this, it's the same, but you're just embodying his presence? I just feel like I'm embodying his presence so much I don't need to put on his voice. Okay. That's mm. fair enough. I, I understand that. Now, do you have any questions you'd like, um, like to answer about the role at all? Yeah. So um, I'm guessing you do all the work and I just come in here and... 
and you you hand things to me and I just speak. Is that how? Well, it's no. There's there's a certain amount of preparation that you that you'll need to do as well. Um. So so quite a bit of the writing. Uh, a lot of this show is improv, as you can probably understand. There is a quite a bit of it that we we don't script down. We don't write at all. So a lot of those um ideas you'll probably have to come up with, uh, and oh. then I kind of piece it together and, and and structure a lot of it, and then um you know do do a little ed- edits here and there. So I I actually have to do work. Yeah, no, I act like actively, like organizing interviews, you know, doing a little bit of work, like, you know, generally being pretty funny. That's kind of how the old Gus did it. And like, oh. I'd rather, I'd rather as little changes as possible okay. um, to, to slide into that. I can deal with a voice change, yeah, but yep. I'm not sure if I can, you know, you got to be prepared for the role. Uh, it's volunteer experience-based program. So you're going to get a lot of volunteer work and a lot of experience based off this program. That's what volunteer experience-based program means. Uh, you won't be paid and you will not be recomp- like uh, recompensated for travelling fees that may incur. So oh. do you kind of... D- do I get a free coffee? Uh, yeah. Sometimes I pay for the coffee after the show and okay. sometimes you will pay for the coffee after the show. It's kind of a week by week thing, oh. depending on who bought the last coffee. Right. Depends on who's going to buy next week's coffee. I actually paid for last week's coffee, so you're you're buying this week's coffee. I must have read the, uh, the brief horrifically wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, you know what? I'm not a quitter. I'm here. Let's give it a go. It's good to hear, and I like that kind of level of enthusiasm. Uh, we are going to run through a, f- a few role-playing exercises just so I can make sure that you're the perfect fit for Gus. Of course. Um, so I have written a bit of a uh, like a few memories that we shared together, and I just want to know how you would play those play, play those roles. Does that sound okay? Yeah, let, let's do it. Okay, well, we'll do that just after the break. But coming up next is Sly and the Family Stone with If You Want Me to Stay. This is Breaking Bread with Better Gus and Ed on Sin 90.7. Welcome back. This is Breaking Bird with Gus and Ed on uh, your Saturday morning. It is currently 11.21 and 20 seconds. Um, Lockie, did you want to bring back that song at all? Not really, no. Oh, fair enough. Okay, well, that was Sly and the Family Stone with uh, If You Want Me to Stay. And I must say, very impressed because that was a very Gus-like um, interaction we just had there. So uh, one thing that I did kind of want to comment on or at least discuss with you is that there there's Gus and I have known each other for quite some time. Uh, if you've listened to this show before, you might know that, or you might just be hearing that for the first time. Um, and as part of this role, uh, that you're auditioning for as, as better Gus, I would like to run through a few, uh, role-playing scenarios of uh, memories that we've shared together, uh, some nice, some not so, not so nice, and I'd like to revisit a few of those memories and do a bit of a, a bit of a role play. See if we can change a few things along the way. Uh, how does that sound? Sounds good. Let's do it. Okay. So, uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to give you this script, and you're going to pretend to be Gus, and you say so. You say your line. You mm-hmm. say Gus, and then you do uh, you do what I've written here. And then I'll and I'll do my bit, and we'll see if we can work through some of these issues together. Okay. So wait, you want me to pretend to be Gus in stuff that's actually happened to the both of you in the past, but you've slightly changed it. Yes, yes. Um, but in my mind, this is how things actually went down, and I just want to see how you would respond as 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 a better version of Gus. Uh, okay. Well, let's get to it. Okay. So the context for this scene is uh, you're in year four and your best, more handsome friend, Eddie, are slowly drifting apart. 
Two new kids have joined the school. Let's call them for this sake, oh, I don't know, um, Alex and Lloyd. And you, Gus, start ditching your best friend since you were six years old for the new cool kids. Okay? Okay. Yeah, I'll start. Eddie. Hey there, Gus. It's me, your best friend, Eddie, who has always been loyal and supportive of you in every way. What are you doing today? Gus. Hey there, Eddie. You look very cool today. I've decided that despite you having the brand new video game Halo 2, I'm going to hang out with Lloyd and Alex at lunchtimes. Eddie. But can't we all hang out together? Gus. No, we can't. We all agreed that only three of us can hang out together. Four would be too many. So you're out. Eddie. Can I still play? Oh, sorry. Can I still play sports with you guys at lunchtimes? Gus, no. But if you try, we all agreed that we would make sure to pick you last, despite you being the best athlete APS primary schools have ever seen. Eddie, that's not very nice. But thanks for telling me the real reason why I was always picked last to play. End scene. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have picked you for the athletic type, but no, sounds... I was. I was. I was a very good athlete in primary school. Great. Well. Massive on that. Yeah. You ever played softball? I played T ball. Yeah. Didn't need the T. Well, okay. Like no, it. Oh, well. Okay, we got some more we got some more scenes today. So the uh the next one I'm handing you here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh so the context for this scene uh is you, Gus, are having your eighteenth birthday party and you have not asked your best friend of twelve years, me, Eddie, to do an eighteenth birthday speech. Okay. Okay. Gus. So you start. Oh, yeah. Gus. Hi, Eddie, my most handsome and trusted friend. Good to see you. Eddie. Hi, Gus. It's good to see you too. Boy, I sure am excited for your 18th birthday. Since we've known each other for so long, I have a lot of knee-slapping material I think is really going to bring the house down. Gus. Ah, yes. I wanted to talk to you about that, Eddie. Eddie. About what? Gus. Uh, I'm only going to have Lloyd and Alex give a speech at my 18th. Eddie. But I've known you the longest and had everything ready. My mum was going to record it and share it on her Facebook. Gus, I just don't think you've got what it takes. Eddie, you don't think I'm funny enough to hold my own show, do you? Gus, I don't know what you're referencing is. This is a callback to my 18th birthday. Eddie, you don't think I can host a show all by myself, do you? Eddie, I, I don't know where you're going. None of this is on the script. Eddie... That's okay, Gus. I forgive you. I know we will be friends forever. End scene. That was good, right? Yeah. So did you end up doing the speech? No, but I... The, no, no. Uh, no, I okay. didn't. Um, uh, Let's, next scene. Yeah. Next okay. scene. Next scene. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so the context for this last scene mm-hmm. um, is you, Gus, are going to Meredith Music and Arts Festival and have decided to not help your best, most handsome friend, Eddie, out with any preparation for the show, leaving him scrambling for material during the show. Okay. Uh, can I go off script a bit on this one, you know, improvise a bit? I think you can. I don't see why not. I think, that, um, yeah, yeah. We, we improvise on the show quite a bit, so I think, yeah, that's fair enough. Okay. Great. Yeah, sure. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right, Gus. Oh, hey there, Eddie, my most delightful and hilarious companion. How are thee on this merry Saturday of dawn? Eddie, um, 
Hey, better Gus, I'm well. You are speaking very differently today. Maybe you should stick to the script. Gus. Oh, Eduardo, son of my light moon, of my stars, and the wind that sets beneath my sail. How was I thine privy thee to the information that meriteth a festival of music and arts, where people dance and sing and truly live, would be the same day as our beloved radio program? Okay. Um, Eddie? Uh... Well, Gus, we have a show every Saturday morning at 11, and you could have at least done an interview or something, maybe even a phone call. Gus. Well, Eddie, my constant source of benevolent sunshine, I am human and as such fallible. As a parting gift to you, as I dance the night away, I'd like to introduce you to my best, most handsome and one true gentleman I've ever known. Meet Lachlan Better Gus Hewson. Wait, what? Wait, what are you, what are you doing? Hello there, Edward and... Radio listeners everywhere. What's happening? What? What are you doing? I've waited a long time for this, and I'm not going to let this opportunity pass me by. What are you doing? I will be the best Gus this town has ever known. And when the last sun sets upon our time, I will be the only Gus that would have graced the sanctity of our hearts. End scene. Okay. Um, Well, I think we both have some stuff to figure out. But that was... That was good. Thank you. That was um big tick in the audition box. I think so. It's definitely it definitely means something. Pretty good impro skills, hey. Yeah. Um yeah. It's at the help of Shakespeare for a few of those. Okay. Well, thank you for that. I will be taking that on board help of Shakespeare. Uh in a similar light, we're going to be heading to someone that acts similar to Shakespeare. This is uh Will Smith with Miami. This is Breaking Bread with uh, Better Gus and Ed for now uh, on Sin 90.7. That was Angela Olsen with Shut Up and Kiss Me. This is Breaking Bread with Better Gus and Ed. Uh, my co-host for this evening is Lachlan Hewson, auditioning for the role of Gus. Now, I did do a bit of a role-playing exercise and we have our interview with a couple questions. We've come to the area of the show where... Um, we usually get questions from the audience and questions uh, people text in or they message in uh, uh, questions that they want answered and they want us to answer. So if you still you can still be part of the conversation if you like, um, you can hit us up on our socials. I'm uh, at Eggs Goldsmith and Lockie. If you want to do your own personal yeah, one this week, yeah. that'd be fantastic. I'm uh, at Lockie Hughes. Uh, it's uh, L A C H I E for Lockie, and then H E W S. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got to be. Yeah, no, no, I, I trust our audience to work the rest of it out. Okay, okay, well, seems we're off to a rocky start. It's like Gus never left. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to answer a few of your questions. As I said, always feel free to feel free to join in. Um, Lockie, for you this week, mm. and feel free to answer this as Lockie. You okay, don't have to, okay. even though the... I will refer to you as better Gus, Okay, you can, you can answer it as Lockie if you like. I'll drop the character. Lockie. Is it rude to tell someone the line starts back there when they try to cut in front of you? Um, absolutely not. Uh, the sanctity of the line must always be upheld if someone cuts in front. And none of this swaps his nonsense either. In fact, you know what? I think there should potentially be a line monitor every time a line forms. Okay. What is As a follow-up question, mm. is it okay to have someone, one representative hold a place in line for like three other, four other people. And then those three, four other people come later as they're like, they are like a bastion of right. the line spot. See, that's where, that's where the, the politics of it all becomes tricky because it's a, it's a, 
it's all dependent on the situation. You see, if 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 it's a long line um, and the line isn't moving, and if every person was allowed to be a bastion for three or four people, all of a sudden you're halfway through the line. You're now three or four times further back. It's just it's just not cricket. Okay, I think that's a fair enough answer. Or unless you hope that someone would, would hold a place in line for you one day, I suppose, as well. Maybe. Well, I'd need someone to offer that yeah. first. Yeah, well, we're not going to start today. Um, Lockie, do everyone's ears ring when it's very quiet? Well, mine don't. So uh, whoever submitted that question should potentially go see an ENT. That was from Kate. Kate, you should go see an ENT. Yeah, maybe tinnitus. Yes, or tinnitus. Tinnitus. I'm okay. not sure on the exact pronunciation. Do you, usually this this kind of section mm. uh, works where Gus also asks me some questions sometimes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I've got one here. Um, oh, this is a good one. So this is a purely hypothetical. Uh, if I go into a coma during a prison sentence and okay. I wake up after the sentence ends, am I free or do I still have to serve time? Okay. Well, this seems like a very specific question that that could be answered with mm. anyone with any kind of you know legal law degree. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, I do not have one. Okay. Well, common sense to me makes sense that the time has passed, but you haven't really served any of the time mm. punished. I don't know. Yeah. It's a tough uh, maybe one, it'll it? be retried based on the circumstance. I don't know. Maybe an earlier bail. Who knows? Maybe. I have no idea. But anyway. if you know the answer, let us know. Yeah, let us know. I've got a bit of a more of a lighthearted one, I guess. Okay, that would um, be nice. So, uh, it, look, this person sent in, Will, uh, is it just me or is the high school scene wildly exaggerated in almost every teen movie? I mean, <laughs> in regards specifically to partying and all of that. Surely, you know, you don't party that much at high school. Is this from, from Will, is yes, it? Yes, it's from Will. Um, well, well, I, you sound like a studious man. Mm. Um, sound like, or oh, Will could be a girl's name, I suppose. Uh, but you sound like you studied a lot and you worked hard. And the good thing is, is that you'll probably, hopefully, be very successful. But no, high school um, was like that. There was a lot of parties. I have a feeling you probably weren't invited to any, if any of them, or many. But you know, that's not everything. Yeah, that's I mean, not everything. Being popular outside, you know, it can happen after school. And if it doesn't happen after school, well, then hopefully you can be really comfortable alone. And that's, uh, there's some beauty in that as well. I don't, I don't know, but I've heard. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not all of it. It's definitely a part of it. Um, uh, so I've got another question here. Mm -hmm. uh, is it possible to text triple zero rather than call them? Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, think so. just if you were hiding and you didn't want to be on the phone, like on the phone. I'm sure there's a there's a number for that. I don't know what that would be. We have the internet here, so maybe we do. We probably could have searched that. Ourselves. Probably could have searched that one, <laughs> Bucky. Yes. Um, or better, Gus. How many balloons do you have to tie a baby to to make it float away? Right. Well, um, I actually did a bit of research on this one, uh, mm -hmm. thanks to the internet. Uh, the number is exactly eighteen. 18. 18. Um, but then you have to add five balloons per year. So if it's like, if it's a new infant under 12 months, 18. You got up to one, you've got to add another five balloons. Um, but that's if you want them to get to a hover height. There seems to be some, some strange phenomenon where they get to about five metres off the ground and stay there. They don't keep going up. 
Okay, that's very specific. Yeah. I'm, I wonder how you can do research and get answer to that question and not the two very easily answerable questions before that. But that's, don't worry about that. That's neither here nor there. Um, Lachlan. Yes. Are internet cookies still called cookies in other places of the world? I don't even know what internet cookies are. They're little, like, m- metadata things that stay on your computer to say which website you've been to. Oh, so like delete history. Yeah, sure. Right. Okay, kind of. Not really. <laughs> Not really. Um, I, I assume so. I assume unless it's unless it's a specific specific Western, um, uh, you know, change of. I mean, not change a specifically Western uh, term. Uh, it's like you know, iPhones called iPhone everywhere around because it's the the name of what it is. It doesn't change country to country. iPhones are called iPhones everywhere because it's the name of what it is. It's going on, going on a poster somewhere. <laughs> it's going on a poster somewhere. Do we have any more questions? Uh, I think just one. Uh, back on the, you know, the, the vibe of the old prison stuff. Um, if a conjoined okay, twin we're back, we're back on the prison uh, commits thing. a crime, <laughs> what happens to the other twin? Um, oh, God, I have no idea. Yeah. Do they? Um, yeah. Surely they'd have to, it'd be like house arrest or something. Oh, no, but that'd be lame. Well, lame. surely then by that token, they would have still committed the crime together because if you're conjoined twins, you still have to kind of be doing... So you're saying that they have no autonomy over themselves. What one does, the other one does. I guess so, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know how conjoined twins work, but, like, surely if you drag the other one there mm. to commit the crime mm. or, you know, to what be if present... They asleep, though? Like, what, so it's like a white-collar crime, convenient insurance fraud or something? Yeah, it's still a crime. That's true. I don't know. House arrest? That seems, un- that seems unfair. unfair to the other one, doesn't it? It's a tough one. Yeah. That is a conundrum. Mm. If anyone wants to share their thoughts on this, then feel free to hit us up again. I'm at Eggs Goldsmith and you are? At Lucky Hughes. Okay. Well, I don't know the answer to that. I'm not sure if I want to, but these are some tough questions today. That's for sure. You're doing good so far, better Gus. But this is Kevin Morby with Beautiful Strangers on Sin 90.7. That was Kevin Morby with Beautiful Strangers. This is Breaking Bread with Better Gus and Ed for this week. Filling in for Gus McDonough while he was at Meredith Music Festival is my good friend, Lachlan Hewson. Lachlan. Uh, yes, it's me. Yeah. Sorry, that was a that was an indication for you to start whenever you like. Right. Well, uh, as a part of my uh, taking over for Gus or auditioning for Gus um, roles here, uh, I'm doing the What's On this weekend. Yes. So. Here big, we go. Big, big responsibility. Now, if you've just joined us for the first time, each week we like to kind of cap off our show to give you a little bit of advice of what you should um, do for the week. And everyone that uh, did audition for the role of Gus um, had to put one of these together. So just to see how you would do uh, in replacing him and all of his responsibilities. Mm. Um, yeah, here's a few things to, to take you into the weekend. Some some things that if you, you know, if you want to go on a date, you might be might want to take someone to one of these. Wonderful. Well, uh, if you guys are politically minded, I'd uh, recommend starting with the Mandela My Life, the exhibition at the Melbourne Museum up in Carlton. Uh, incredible man, incredible life, and uh, a 
an incredible opportunity to learn more about him. Uh, I'd recommend getting along to that anytime this weekend, mm -hmm. uh, especially because it's air conditioned. Get out of that heat. Mm -hmm. um, we also have, uh, if you don't mind the heat, the uh, Christmas Art Centre Market. So a nice stroll around the Art Centre south of the river. Uh, get some really nice little eclectic Christmas gifts for friends and family, you know, all of that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, if you so feel far, like, so good. Great. Oh, um, and if you're feeling a, a bit peckish, uh, head on down to Birungma uh, for the World Rice Festival. Oh, yeah, cool. I'm I'm gathering from the name. It's lots of different rices. Yeah, I didn't do my research on that one, um, but yeah, and various things that go with rice. Okay, would be my guess. So sauces and saffron meats and jasmine, jasmine and vegetables. Yeah, is that? Is that all you've No, no, no. So we've, we've got? also got um, the Melbourne Book Market at Abbotsford Convent. Okay. Uh, so, um, you know, buy, sell, uh, trade books. I mean, okay. who doesn't love a good book? Uh, you never replace, uh, replace books with Kindles in, in, in my household. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, to, to crown it all off, uh, just because we've got the silly season around the corner, uh, what uh, better to do than if you're in the city to check out the My Christmas Windows, uh, something I did back when I was a little tot, uh, went into the city with my mum, wandered up and ch checked out the magic of the, uh, the the Christmas windows. I believe it's an Alice in Wonderland-inspired one this time. Uh, so, yeah, get on down and check it out. Okay. How did I do? Um, I'm not sure how to say this. and um... You can't think of the right effusive comments? Yeah. Um, okay. I think I just kind of realised something, especially when you were talking about the book market of not replacing the new with the old. Mm. And maybe I am like the my, my windows, mm. just window shopping. Um, oh. But I don't want to – I want to let you down easy. Um, but you are not Gus McDonough and you never will be. Stop trying to replace him. Look, if it helps, I am older, so you're replacing the old with old. No. No? Uh, Thank you for your time. And I think after today, we probably can't be friends outside of this show either. Right. This one goes out to Gus McDonough at um, Meredith Music Festival. This is Christina Pieri with Jar of Hearts. Come back. This is Breaking Bread with Gus and Ed. Signing off for this week. We'll um, lucky at the moment. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to a Sin Media podcast, where young people run the show. <laughs> okay, see you later. Bye bye.